0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely spot here, isn't it, by the billabong? It's a magical place where men can meet and swap our stories. I've been coming in for years. Heard stories from all over this place. Hell, I've been all over the place myself, seen it all. I haven't been this far north in years. I just came in from the northern coast. Yeah, the coastline is deadly. It has a deadly history that goes back to colonial times. Ships from England with soldiers, convicts and families wrecked all along those waters. There's a story or two to be told, that's for sure. But this story I'll tell you tonight, it's not from our colonial times, but from a couple of decades ago, set in a small town famously known as Cookstown.
1: It's just before dawn as I slowly make my way out. It's still, and the ocean is flat. I check my instruments and open the old girl up. I've been working for the Queensland Sea Rescue Northern Branch since I'd finished my studies in Brisbane. I was 20 and left the city for the far northern coastal town called Cookstown. Most young men wouldn't be interested in leaving the hustle and bustle, but I couldn't get up here quick enough. The year was 2001, and that's when I met the love of my life, Sheila, the most beautiful lady I'd ever seen, a twin outboard 350 horsepower wooden goddess. She cut through the waves like a knife through butter. I kept her maintained over the years, and when they upgraded the fleet, I bought her. I navigate north, patrolling my region, looking for illegal fishermen and being ready for emergencies that come down the line. The occasional drunken wealthy sailor hits a reef or breaks down. It's the high season and it gets busy. I stop for lunch and tuck into my sandwiches. I love it out here. I stand up. I listen. That sounded like a climb up onto the roof with my binoculars and turn around. Nothing. The sky is clear. No smog. 100% visibility. I climb back down and jump on the CB radio. This is Cookstown Fisheries. Do you need assistance? Over. Nothing. Do you need assistance? Over. Over. I looked out the window and a large sailboat cruises across my bow. I climb outside and I look up and I can see that the ship is filled with young, good-looking people smiling and waving.
2: Welcome aboard.
1: Someone screams. I give a hesitant wave as it passes by. I looked at the name of the writing on the hull. Pentella Pantella. The ship passes right into the direction of the setting sun. It's hard to make out. I lean over to grab my sunnies and look back, but it's gone. Vanished. I stay out for another hour trying to get a glimpse of the old steel girl. By this time the sun has set, and I decide to head back to the coast. I tie her up and head back into the office. I ask if any boats have pulled into harbour this evening and the boss says no. I mentioned the boat I saw and the boss said a very strange thing. You said Pantella. What is that ringer bell? He shakes his head and walks off. I head back out the next morning, curious about my mystery sailboat. It's not long after I get out and I hear the bell again. The boat sails past and this time I wave... The colour of the bud is a beautiful blue. It almost looks translucent in the morning light. I look up, and there the ship sits. There, silently, right at my port. I walk out from my cabin, and I look up. A rope ladder has been thrown down. I climb up onto the deck and look about, but the place is completely empty. I can see open drinks left about the deck, a newspaper flapping in the breeze, food scraps on the table... I go down into the cabins and have a look. Zero signs of life. (laughs) Hello? I yell. I walk back up on deck and I notice that the ship is starting to pull away. Hey, hey stop, I can't leave my boat. Hey, you there? I don't hear anyone, so I run quickly to the rear of the boat and jump off. I crash back onto my boat and twist my left ankle. I roll onto my back and I look up at at the boat as it sails back towards the sun and fades out before my eyes. What the hell is going on here? I exclaimed to my boss as i limp back into the office. He was sitting in his office reading a paper. He sighs, places it down and comes walking out. The boss's main therapy was three large pints of beer. We talked over my day and he asked questions. No. I said. I was on the boat. I I went into the cabin. There was food there, but it was empty. I read through the report and flipped to the back. There it was a picture of the Pantella. The blue steel hull with the white signage on the side. It was unmistakably the same ship. I turned the photo over and it read 1987. This is the ship. I'm telling you, boss, this is her. I was on board. I'm going back out there tomorrow. Who knows, maybe it washed ashore in Asia 30 years ago. Maybe pirates. I arrive, and there she waits. The Pantella. The rope is thrown over as before, and I climb up onto the deck. Empty. The ship starts to move, and this time... I let it take me. I watch as Sheila drops off into the distance. Hello? I walk up to the front deck, and there is the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen. She's dressed in a long, flowing blue dress with pale skin and red hair.
2: Hello, John. We didn't know if you'd be joining us. Well,
1: I'm not sure what I'm doing here, to be honest. Um, This is a lovely boat miss
2: oh my name strange i haven't spoken my name in many years being so far south doris was my name i have
1: some questions about this vessel Uh, the boys and i back at the office are very confused
2: questions (laughs) the men of the sea always have questions come down let me make you a drink and you can ask your questions
1: we move downstairs and the rest of the Pantella crew are there dressed in old-fashioned suits and gowns in the middle of a cocktail party. They all stop briefly and look at me, then turn back to the conversation. Eleanor returns with my drink Relax, and answers to me. Relax, John.
2: You're home now.
1: Yes, uh, of course. I sit down and take a large gulp of my drink and I'm starting to feel dizzy. I try to continue. I was wondering what... What... uh, I look up and the room starts to spin. Maybe she put something in it? But why? Why? I ask. She sits down beside me and smiles just before I black out. I wake up on my boat. I'm feeling groggy. The midday sun is hot and bright. I look down and there's a bundle wrapped in hessian, with the newspaper sat neatly atop. I walk over and untie the sack, and out falls letters, each with an individual name and address to be sent all over the country. Once I arrive back at the office, I drop the sack on the counter, and my boss walks up. Look, I say, this was in the sack. I throw down a copy of the Sydney Morning Herald, 6th of July, 1987. The boss picks it up. Looks like it was printed yesterday. Ink rubs off on his fingers as he thumbs through. The Pantella, I say. And look at this. I hand over the letters. Can we get a copy of the ship's crew and passengers? The boss isn't usually struck by silence, but he stands there for a moment, agape. Here's the crew and passenger manifest from Sydney. I also went to the library and found this edition on microfilm. This paper is 30 years old, Robert. I'm going back out there at first light to speak with them. Well, I'm coming as well, mate, the boss says. We head out the following dawn, and there she waits. I don't believe it, the boss says. It never arrived 30 years ago. It... It never arrived. It looks like a new vessel. You coming up? He shakes his head. No, I'll stay here. Thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll be by the boat. So I climb up, and there is my deck, again empty. I walk down into the cabin, and the crew and passengers are all seated tightly together. The men, dressed in their finest suits, and the women in the gowns of the time... I got your letters, the folks murmur. I'll get them sent if you like. They all nod, somberly. I'm going to have to ask you to come into shore. Uh, we got some paperwork to do. You see, we have you down as missing, lost at sea over 30 years ago.
2: No, John, they can't. And now they're mine. I collect them, you see. Souls of weary sailors. Souls of lovers, souls of the lost. All for me. During their lives of guilt and pleasure, of sin and remorse.
1: Looking for who?
2: (laughs) No, for him. The man in your boat.
1: I run upstairs and look over the side. The boss looks up. I shake my head in in disbelief. No, he, he, he trained me. He's been like a father to me. I turn around, and they are all on the deck now, and I see them.
2: He missed the distress call when the Pantella ran aground on the reef. He was asleep after drinking again. These people want their revenge, John. They want their justice.
1: Faces hollow and sunken, their clothes torn and tattered. Long dead. No! No! He's a good man, my boss. He's helped save at least a dozen boats over the last 20 years.
2: He has to pay the pipe.
1: I walk over and look at him. The boss looks up, squinting, unsure of what's going on. I turn and face them.
2: Well, what do you say, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Just come back to shore. We can find your families, no stress. You, you, You can be with them.
2: You have your answer.
1: I shake my head. No, I say... I I turned and jumped off the side into the water and swam as quickly as I could back to Sheila. Quick, start the motor boss. We gotta go get you back to shore. I clambered up, and the sea starts to turn brown and murky, and the waves start to shake us around. The boss stood up the front, pulling in the anchor. I can hear them screaming for their revenge. I pushed Sheila to the top speed. The storm throws us about violently. We head towards the coast. I turn my head to see the Pantella following fast. She catches up effortlessly and I look up as it pulls beside us. The crew all stand on the side looking down at us. What the hell is this? Thirty years ago, boss, you missed the call and these folks, they they died. They want to take you, boss. Take their revenge. I turn and look ahead, and I see it, the pole. Then I look down, and the water subsides, and a large section of reef sticks out. We must have hit the reef at full speed. I saw my boss go flying overboard, and I slam my head into the steering wheel, knocking myself out cold. I awoke hours later. The boat was half sunk on the reef. My CB radio was broken, and the boss was gone. I waited for three days until a passing fishing charter picked me up and took me to shore, and I lay in hospital for the following week in recovery. The police wrote in the report that the boss was lost at sea, but I knew. I knew where he was. Over the years, I do my rounds and travel up and down the coast. I still look for the Pantella on my coastal rounds, hoping one day I'll see her again. See her on the horizon where the sun meets the ocean and the two worlds collide.
0: Hi there, and thanks for listening to the episode The Pantella. The radio play was performed by the very talented Seth Kinoff, and written by Adrian Barker. Sound production was recorded by Robert Healy. Please come back next time and join us by the Billabong.